and welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we discuss entertainment news and review movies, trailers, and TV shows. In today's episode, we will be preparing for The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, releasing on March 4th, 2022. My name is Emmett, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and my little pony hobbyist, Ivan. In a special twist for today's episode, we'll be sharing the booth with BT4 Dubs' favorite celebrity guest, Dr. Ben. All right, thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome back. I feel like we, we have you on for all the special occasions on this. Yeah, we just wanted to get you back. We know you're a big Batman guy. Uh, we're minor Batman, bat, bat lads, as we yeah, call more it. more of a pony enthusiast here. <laughs> yeah, there's rumors circulating about that. I would love to come back to that, Ivan. Are you big on that scene? Is that true? Um, you know, it's only gotten worse lately because hard to find content. But yeah, I, I say that to pretext the fact that I'm, you know, I don't mind watching My Little Pony. Okay, it's not horrible. It's not the best thing ever, but you know, it's just okay. You say worse, but that sounds like better. Uh, from a point of view. Yeah, from from a certain point of view. <laughs> When you said rumors, I thought we were getting live action My Little Pony. Well, it's like, just, you know, people are talking. People are talking. I hear rumors, I think live action. <laughs> Let, let's be real. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> With Paramount Plus right here, like, I, I don't I don't know if you, either of you guys saw this, but they have, like, a live action Fairly Odd Parents coming out now, too. So uh, I, I I'm not ruling anything out. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? Imagine Cosmo and Wanda Yikes. in live action. <laughs> How does the cleft get uh, casted? <laughs> the boy wonder. <laughs> if they don't cast Arnold as the giant leader of the of the fairies, what's, what's oh. his name? Jorgen von Strangle, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Strangle? I don't know if that was it, but I like that. I feel like Pedro Pascal was already doing a Doug Dimmadome impersonation in his uh, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yeah, that's actually good. It's a good pairing. So they should just pull him back in for this live action. I'm sure he'll take a significant pay cut to do that show. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Well, I, that kind of segues us, segues us into it? the news. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it does, but yes, let's take it. <laughs> live action does because there uh, there was a rumor that might be true. Ivan, you think this is true? They're making a Beyblade live action movie. And by they, I mean the one the one man who could pull this off, <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> yeah, it's not a rumor; it's legit. I I, I cross checked this on several sources, <laughs> and by several sources, I mean I did a quick Google check, <laughs> and it's on yep, it's on the big trades. So we do here. <laughs> that's our research department, <laughs> the Goob. I comb the depths of the the internet library, and I I came back to Google. <laughs> I mean, I was a big I was a blader back in the day. And I don't mean in line. I mean of the bay sort. Were you guys? No. Uh, the only blades were on my razor blade far later than mm -hmm. other Shaving? men of the age. <laughs> Late puberty here, folks. Late oh. puberty. <laughs> Ivan, were you a blader? <laughs> when, he, when, when Benji mentioned razors, I thought he meant the scooter. Scooter, that's <laughs> what I was hoping he was going oh, yes, with. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, that one too. No, that, I, nope, yeah. you already committed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I meant, I meant scooter. Ivan, did I wasn't, you, you let it rip? I, 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 did, I did not. Um, 
I, th- I think the only like uh, the only time I ever saw or remember maybe seeing Beyblade, and and honestly, up until yesterday, I had no idea there was actually a full on animated series. I thought <laughs> those were just commercials for the toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a real show. I was deep in the shows. I was, you know, sleepovers. We would get a little like snow saucer that you would use for sledding, and we oh. would just because the normal arenas were too small, we were letting three or four rip at a time and just fighting around the graveyard of other blades. Yeah, it, it got intense back in the day. The catchphrase is very interesting because it's either Beyblade or somebody has like serious gas issues on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just letting it rip all day long. <laughs> either way, they're feeling good. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, you I'm, guys... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching this movie. I'm going well, to see. I think it's in pretty okay hands, right? Like it's Jerry Bruckheimer did Bad Boys, National Treasure, Paris of the Caribbean. I think Top Gun is probably the top, uh, a little bit more like uh, I guess iconic stuff that he's done in the '90s. But it seems kind of up his alley. We get a Pirates of the Caribbean mixed with a National Treasure for this. (laughs) Beyblade. I'm in. (laughs) Oh my God, Nicolas Cage. If they yeah, if they bring in Nick Cage, (laughs) I will I will watch the movie. That's the only way to get me to watch this movie. If you bring in Nick Cage, I'll watch it. I'm into it. You don't have to be. <laughs> move on. Let's move on. Please. <laughs> so we haven't recorded uh, since before the big game. And I think we all know what I'm talking about when I say the big game, but we can't say it. Uh, there's a, there was a few trailers that dropped in that. DC had a uh, compilation montage of their stuff. Anything in that interest you? Or can we all just agree now? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the Batman interested me <laughs> in there. He had his own like separate thing, or was that also merged in there? Am I mis- mixing that up? I think I I swear he had like a three second appearance in that spot. Can, can you remind me of the spot? So you get a little bit of Aquaman. Okay. You get a little bit of uh, Black Adam. Who like Dwayne also the pregame speech for the Super Bowl like that was weird, <laughs> but that happened. I think that was the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like. Okay, I think it's just Adam Emmett. Who's Black Adam? Is that <laughs> Black Knight? <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep straight with all these names. No, nah, it is it is Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam. You're getting um, on the case, Ivan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to remember <laughs> we, we we saw flash too right i think if anybody still remembers that that guy has a franchise coming up which guy um ezra miller's flash oh yeah he got a pretty good there spotlight too, right? in there yeah he was like the highlight of the and by highlight i mean like he was like the core focus of the of the reel that i will say that one does interest me if they do that what is it like the speed force storyline i think i heard you guys talk about that in the past oh the flashpoint story yeah flash flashpoint sorry okay so first time call (laughs) i was gonna say i should say i think i heard ivan refer to that in the past no i'm here (laughs) participation and then you denigrate the total dc universe on the side i Um, think i think this is, it was too distracted. You got to go one trailer. Yeah. This is their problem. They they're trying to do everything <laughs> at one time. This is a yeah, bank thing. And it's like, which one do we talk about? I don't know. There was five things in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I mean, the only one I guess you could use, you could say, like, you could even speculate on is Aquaman 2, right? Because we, we at least, we had a lot of material to work with with Aquaman 1. We could go a lot of different ways, right? Wrong. Did we? <laughs> um, I mean, he gets the throne out of it at the end of it, but it's like, none of this... To me, none of this really matters because it's like the Snyderverse is not the a throne thing of anymore. The sea doesn't matter to you, sir. Have you, no. have you been <laughs> in the ocean? No. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying, like all of the like the Snyderverse stuff has like so many cool storylines that like they are not going to pick up on. Like, <laughs> yeah. when did when is Aquaman going to die and Mira takes the throne? We're not even going to see her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of sad. Yeah, the fact that there's. And, and and I guess that's kind of like the double-edged sword of the Snyder Cut, right? Because, like, we saw potentially how cool things could have do- been done if done right the first time. Yeah. Like, Flash could have a huge storyline, but I fear that they're just going to go off in some other thing. And, like, that's the only reason I'm not that interested in that. I'm I'm both interested and not interested in the Flash because of the whole Flashpoint thing. Because, like, if, if, it, if it's done right, then they're going to reboot, essentially, or, like, reset parts of the universe using that story. Uh, but at the same time, it also, to your point, it kind of feels like they're really just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what's going to stick. Because, yeah, what are they going to do Batman wise? Right. Because this movie has Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. They have Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. And we yeah. also have Robert Pattinson playing in his own sandbox here. <laughs> Is he on his own or like what's going on? Yeah, I I, don't, I guess that is like the big problem with it. So I don't know. Like, I feel like. I don't know. It the flashpoint idea in general is kind of like maybe it's like fool's gold where it's the idea that maybe they could reset it all cuz like the animated version, I don't know when it came out. I don't think it's that old. The at least the movie version that I watched older than probably I should have. Um is is like really interesting and and kind of going back to like I think Thomas Wayne is the Batman instead of Bruce is kind of a cool idea so I think it would be fun to bring that on screen but if they're going to use it to just kind of retcon a new universe or new DCEU it's probably just going to be you know the same failed too much movie studio involvement storyline as the rest of DC unfortunately yeah that's the danger I think here because in the comics, that whole Flashpoint story was used to reset like 50 plus years of of comic book lore. So like that was a big undertaking there to begin with. So well, it's that's kind of like he, what happened with X Men. They had like a trilogy of movies, and then they start doing like the prequel stuff, and then they go, "None of this happened when we went back in time." What? <laughs> oh, that's right. With First Class. Oh no, not First Class. Um, uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. And I actually like that movie, one, though. Yeah. But it was also like, so none of that other stuff is going to be, like, usable or, like, memories yeah. now. <laughs> and then they kind of, yeah, and then, like, it was clear they didn't know what to do after that because they made the Apocalypse one, which was, like... <laughs> oh, let's not go. Best let's one go. of the franchise. <laughs> that one's painful. <laughs> let's, let's move off DC because I can feel the room, you know, <laughs> tensing up. And then we'll come back later with the best. <laughs> let's go to Marvel! <laughs> uh... This is how you do a trailer, Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm hyped. It's going to be crazy. Could be a little too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm curious what Ivan's thoughts are. Yeah, I, I haven't really talked to you about this, Ivan. I'm excited, and I'm also kind of scared, because <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> on one hand, like, Marvel has yet to kind of let me down. Um, mm. right, well, I'll, t- I'll take that back. <laughs> Marvel it's has yet to... Marvel has yet to shatter my heart. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good. It, it, the, from the trailer, it doesn't look like it's lost focus on it being a Doctor Strange movie still, right? At the core of it, uh, which is which can get tricky when you're like juggling all these characters because you have uh, Doctor Strange, you have Wanda coming back in, you're introducing um, America Chavez into play. Uh, which all three of those characters, if you go back to comics, are not related at all in any way. <laughs> so to put them in uh, together in one movie, I think the MCU has done a good job of establishing at least Wanda and Doctor Strange being on the same kind of uh, practice, I guess. Or I'm not sure how to put this, but like they're similar characters in their in their power sets, I guess. Um, they were top picks in the draft. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good point that you bring up, because if they're not in comics together, do you have any idea what this is drawing on? Because to me, it seems like it's coming from the What If series. I think it's drawing from a number of different things, because you get uh, there's a lot of references in that trailer to different storylines. Like you have that um, scene where he's coming into the big room um with a whole bunch of little thrones there so clearly like they're bringing in the illuminati organization into into the mcu which i think we talked about before because i thought that was like a cool thing to bring up in the future but i guess they're doing like a multiversal illuminati we clearly hear patrick stewart's voice (laughs) in that trailer they've made no secret of it so um i i hear i'm not sure that Wesley Snipes is sitting on one of those thrones. So are they bringing back the original Blade then also? Mm. I, I've I've seen some pretty like, you know, who knows if they're like legit, but some like crazy speculation as to who else is in, is in that movie. I don't know if you guys have. Tom Cruise. But yeah. Is that. Yeah. I, I believe it. Do you, do you guys believe that that's <laughs> a thing? I'm that's, buying in. Like the movie, the trailer looks great, but then I was reading the Tom Cruise thing and I was like, I don't know. Like Tom Cruise, Tony Stark doesn't really seem like the way to go. But uh, I don't know anything, so who knows? I a hundred percent buy into Tom Cruise and the We're Tony Stark the thing. The pod is in on it. So you guys, you guys <laughs> think this is happening? Okay. And if Ivan says it, it's heard <laughs> something by now. Really. <laughs> And is Deadpool like Deadpool supposedly in that too, right? Well, that's a that's a thing of like who has the rights to them, right? Well, Disney has them, so they can do what they want with them at Got the moment because they purchased Fox. <laughs> they, could them, they could put them in there, but like, the, I don't know. The danger with that Deadpool is like, can Deadpool really share? Oh, first of all, am I just like way off base? Is he even supposed to be in this movie? I haven't heard that one. No. I hear he is supposed to be in this movie, um, but I, I, I would assume he's more of like a after the credits or Easter egg kind of role. I was going to say, because like, th- so the trailer looks awesome and it looks pretty expansive. And I mean, I, I like the way that they're kind of setting up Wanda in this like friend or foe question mark type role. But 
if they really throw all those people in there, like the big actors, big personalities, like, you know, I like, I don't know. I wonder if at what point it's like too much multiverse to where even if it's like a Doctor Strange dedicated story can like the stakes of the story outweigh. Like, so to illustrate my point, like they talk about, well, you, you know, you can't mess with the space-time continuum. And my first thought is, like, if there's all these Doctor Stranges coming into the show, he's the first one to mess with the de- with the time- multiverse. I guess maybe they'll explain that, but maybe I just am not un- good enough to understand the multiverse. But I'm scared about the expanse of it and how little sense it might make once they get into it. But this is highly speculative. I think we were prepped for that with, uh, with the Loki series, though. I suppose. I think this is like their attempt, right, to like canonize everything that came before. Before, mm, okay. kind of, I guess, because <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> well, in the in the way, right, because like now you can you can make the argument that the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies are technically MCU canon because somewhere out there in the multiverse they happened. Right, that's what I mean. But like, I, I think it's it's a clever way for them to do it because it kind of gives the MCU longevity at the same time. To Benji's point, yeah, I feel like you can maybe oversaturate it with too many characters. And I feel like if they, they have to strike that good balance, because, like, for example, if they're bringing Patrick Stewart in as Professor X, I hope they give him enough to do, but not too much, so that it so that I'm, like, clinging on and being like, oh, when is Patrick Stewart going to pop up again, you know? Well, you can only play on nostalgia so many times. It's like... A few movies have already started doing that. It's like that can't become the new genre that we do where like every movie is expected to bring in like, you know what, let's toss in Logan. Like, what? No, that doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) you can't just bring in people because like, oh, I grew up watching that show or movie and I loved it, like seeing them and I would love to see them again. Like it, it that will become lazy if that becomes the norm. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, I think this is one of those like genie in the bottle kind of situations, right? Like you kind of let it loose a little bit, but I don't. I don't think they're intending to do the whole multiverse angle for too long. I feel like it's just some way for them to explain certain things for the future. Um, it, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm excited for the movie, but I also share um, Benji's concerns that we might be seeing too much of that play in. We'll see. I, I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot more guest stars um, in this movie than, than I've been kind of, I guess, talked about extensively um, with some of those uh, leakers and all that. But I know Tom Cruise has been talked about for a while. Um, but we're supposed to get some sort of, um, at least two other big characters from the Fox universe of characters, which in that case, Emmett, I know you're a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, so take your pick. <laughs> if one of them has to pop up here, which one are you taking? Sue Storm. <laughs> I heard Jessica Alba's tough to work with, so <laughs> I wouldn't would hold my breath. We'll make there. it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> well, that's the that's the Jim Halpert, Mr. Fantastic storyline, yeah, right? I've, that's, I've heard that one. That's gotta i mean that i feel like that's been around for years i feel like i've heard you guys talk about that maybe like when you started the pod even that yeah that's we might get that i don't know i mean I, I, like i just hope they don't try to retcon in the old fantastic fours especially like if they do the uh <laughs> captain america 
Yeah. Steve? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? In another universe, I was the human torch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But 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 I'll pitch you guys this. All right. We bring in um we we bring in Jim Halpert as uh Mr. Fantastic and then bring in Dwight as Doctor Doom. I feel <laughs> like that's the ultimate mix up there. So I could maybe get on board for that. I'll buy him for office yeah. reunion. Yeah. What is Michael in that scenario? Michael Scott is mole man, clearly. (laughs) 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 Or a Kang variant. I'd like to see that too. Yeah. So there were some other trailers too. I don't know. if I feel like we're, we got a little tangent. They are going on in Dr. Strange. I mean, Moon Knight was the other one. We could spend a little time on that. Um, I love Moon Knight. (laughs) I know you hate Moon Knight, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm letting you talk, because you're the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn, okay. (laughs) I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. We got a lot more of his, like, um, different personalities showcased in the, like, 30-second spot uh, here. So I'm looking forward to it. I I feel like Oscar Isaac seems like a pretty good choice for uh, for the lead role there. But... um, visually it looks it looks really good um it does not look like that disney channel original movie emmett right <laughs> i will argue under with wraps. you to the depths yeah it's not under wraps okay no, he looks like a mummy <laughs> it does kind of look like the mummy meets yeah dr jekyll and mr Hyde. yeah that's no, exactly I, I what it is though, that, like from the untrained viewer I, I will say that this is like an interesting uh experiment for them to do right so like the only other disney shows we've gotten are characters that we've already we're kind of like paying them a fan service at this point like hawkeye has been in there forever falcon's been in there for a while and then wanda has been in there for a little while as well so this is the first time that this is a brand new character so if for only that i will probably watch it just to see like this is a cool way that you can introduce a character whereas like when hawkeye came out and most and like the falcon one too i was like I know I don't like these characters, so it's gonna you have to like quickly win me over. And whether those shows do that for you or not, this one at least has that opportunity to be like blank slate. I also like that it's um you know we're again Kevin Feige has talked about in interviews too how they're he's he's deliberately trying not to hold back with this show. They they want to go into like the more brutal aspects of Marvel. <laughs> And this is the same creative team behind the Daredevil show from Netflix. So that's what kind of gives me hope for this series a bit. You might have just won me over, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like a point in its favor, the Daredevil point you made, Ivan, because that is a great show. I don't know. My my problem is I'm probably like the least of the three of us. I would probably consider myself the least Marvel fan of the three of us, I would say. Not that I dislike it. I just we're gonna go ahead and put this on pause. I, so <laughs> <laughs> I probably you probably consider me to have the biggest burnout uh, of Marvel. Of the you were of you us were big here. one through three, and then when Phase Four came, it was like yeah, you, you started losing steam start, on the yeah. on the favorites. I started to feel the fatigue. I powered through. I like I suffered through like the Ant Man storylines, and then <laughs> we got to End Game, and I was like, okay this was good i'm like ready to put this to bed and then 
like I've I've been really judicious with like my watching since then. Like I've watched the movies still, but you know, I would say like only two of them to me were worth watching: Shang Chi and and uh, No Way Home, obviously. But like the outside of Loki, like the series too. I I tried all of the series, and I have not made it through any of them except for Loki. So I'm just worried that like. I think I'm at a saturation point, and I wonder, like... You gotta go back on Wanda. You gotta try that one again. I I got, like, three episodes into Wanda. I know what happens, because, you know, I listen to the podcast before I watch the show, so that was a smart move. Spoiler free. But, like, (laughs) I I just don't know if, like... I think... I heard you guys talking about this a couple weeks ago, where it was, like, there's just more and more and more. And, like, at times that's nice, because you always have something to, to work through. But I think... Like the, I just don't know that unless it's like really gonna fit into like some greater storyline and maybe it does. Like, I just don't know that I care anymore about a lot of these shows. Moon Knight being like the most recent one where I watched the trailer and I was just like, like I don't know what you know why I don't want to invest in six hours of this. Yeah, a lot of novelty is gone with this genre because we've been watching it since Iron Man one, where the fights the storylines have just gotten bigger over time and now it's like we can't continue to see that graph of like intensity keep going up like it's either flatlining or it's going down and either way it's like that means i've reached my peak like i don't i don't want to continue with this so i i get those too um i don't i don't think we're probably going to be alone on that with this i think i think there are going to be some fan drop off over time I'm sure it is, but and I think that's why it's a smart move to give a character like Moon Knight a show versus putting it in the big spotlight for the movies. Because I feel like for most casual fans, like that's where they'll go and consume Marvel content. And the Disney Plus stuff is more so like for anybody who really wants to like dive deep into certain characters and like, you know, take your pick depending on how much money they want to invest in it. Um, I don't I still don't think these shows are like 100 percent the budget of a movie yet. But Moon Knight's an interesting choice because I feel like it's he's kind of a palate cleanser when you look at him throughout him compared to the characters that we've seen up to this point. The other thing, too, and I didn't realize this until you just brought it up, Emmett, but like, yeah, we're getting to a point where a lot of the characters that we are invested in either have this evolving storyline where you either are caring a little bit more about them or you just don't care anymore. Um, So bringing new characters into the mix into the mix that have a different like tonal feel can be that palate cleanser that I feel like a couple people need, but uh, it, it it's also like it, it, it's all going to depend on how the, the quality of these shows, right? Because for new characters, especially, they don't have the benefit of having some sort of like background with the fans. It's, it's going to be more of like building from, from the ground up. Uh, and a show can do that really well. I mean, look at Daredevil. His <laughs> reputation was kind of tarnished because of those Daredevil, um, those Ben Affleck Daredevil movies from the early 2000s. But that show was completely um, more than just like a lifeline for that character. Yeah, so true. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the reason we're here. Batman. Yes, Little Love Caesars, Batman. One more point on Moon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did I say Little Caesars, Batman. Yes, that, that pizza is wild, man. Okay. What is, isn't it called like the? It's in the shape the, of a bat. Bat calzone or the something. Bat, it's the bat calzone, yeah. The bat calzone. 
I'll take one actually. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I try it. Maybe it tastes different. Isn't I tried one yesterday. Yeah. Is that thing always ready? <laughs> you got to be in a mood for that. Yeah, it's like when it comes to fast food pizza, I don't think Little Caesars is winning any awards on it. But I will say the bad calzone was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little prep for this movie. I think uh, maybe we talk about how we actually got into the Batman culture, if we're big in it or not. I kind of teed up that. I'm I'm like lukewarm on it. I'm I'm pretty a late joiner to it, I would say. What about you guys? Ivan? Uh yeah, so I I think Batman the animated series was my introduction to Batman. Well, I want to say that, but I feel like it might it's either that or it was um the blockbuster rental of Batman and Robin. I I just don't know which one came first. I want to believe it's the animated show just cuz it was a better quality content there, but um yeah that was the show that really got me into it and i think even now as like as an adult i went back and actually saw some of those episodes this is like maybe about a year ago or something we were in the pandemic <laughs> it was it was during lockdown uh period but i went back i saw some of them and they still hold up and honestly like between that and the justice league cartoon i feel like those were some timeless episodes there because you can go back and enjoy them as an adult and you'll find things that kind of flew past your head or over your head, however you, you say like, that. Were you like a like a bowl of cereal on a Saturday morning watching these, or like, what was your process on that? If I recall correctly, I feel this was an after school type of thing. After I school, could be t- yeah. I, I I think I might be. I I, I don't know. If I might be wrong Especially on that, but Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. That, can go, that can go dark. Nice. Uh, Benji, uh, what about you? What's your um level of fandom on this? Uh, probably like medium, I'd say. Like medium I'm, rare. I'm certainly I'm certainly not a not at the comic book level and lore that like some people can get into, but I would say that I'm I'm definitely a big fan of. The Justice League show, that's kind of like, as a kid, that's kind of my gravitation towards it. I thought that was like an awesome representation. It got me interested. I also had like, my parents were big fans of the Batman movie with Michael Keaton. So that was kind Mm. of my first like, if you want to call like adult introduction to the role. And Jack Nicholson was, you know, was the embodiment of the Joker at the time. So I thought, you know, that was one of one of my favorite movies, along with like, you know, Star Wars and other like, quote unquote, kids slash adult movies as as a younger. Danny DeVito person. was so weird, though. Yeah. Well, see, that's I only really liked the first one because the second one was like you had like Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. with the cat routine. And that was like eating kind of over the top. Yeah. <laughs> And then you had uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> he, was, he was interesting. Three fingers, yeah. And then I, of course, have seen the others with Val Kilmer and uh, George Clooney, but, you know, not really worth mentioning. But then, you know, obviously it, it kind of like picked up more steam with like Batman Begins. That was kind of like right as I was coming of age into adulthood, I guess you could say. Yeah, that was right around Spider-Man 2. So that was kind of like when yeah. I was getting into like these comic book movies yeah. after Spider-Man one and, uh, and two. And then this came like 
Batman Begins came out, and that's when I got into it. I was never a comic book or comic sh- like cartoon show watcher, but man, Batman Begins was like that it, hooked me yeah, in because Christian Bale was so good in that. And it hit at such the right time. At least I think we're all similarly aged here. We're like, for us, you know, being. I guess you'd say like teenage era, like so for Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, it's like just when you can kind of appreciate like the adult part of it and you're like looking for like some realism with things and Nolan's like more real interpretation of Batman was he's, like... He's a thinker. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're, like it just hit at like the perfect time. I feel like in my, my, I don't know about you guys, probably similarly like development. So it was just like, really latched onto that movie both those movies when they came out yeah i I think that that and when when was but begins was that 2004 2005 i think it was 2005 wow and then i feel old (laughs) (laughs) dark knight was 08 and then dark knight rises was 2012 12 or 13 wow i mean you saw batman and robin that was your first movie right yeah, but I, that was. Did that skew how you watch Begins? Like, did you think like I have to compare it to that, or like, what was what were you thinking when you watched this Begins? So I didn't even watch Begins until like a few weeks before The Dark Knight came out. It, it's one of those. So the, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't. I, don't I wasn't that late either, but I I was like I didn't go to theaters for it. I I did. Yeah, it was one of the first big like adult movies <laughs> released for me like I, the funny random, man on random story so my <laughs> i think my father really wanted to see the movie so he bribed me <laughs> to go see it with him because i thought it looked scary at the time it did uh so i think i got like ten dollars to go to the theater with him and i was like saving up for uh some gamecube games so that was big that <laughs> really really big sell. and then i saw it and it was awesome and i really appreciated it and then you know when the dark knight came out it was like home run at least yeah. for me personally sorry ivan i cut you off there you said you watched it like just before dark knight yeah i did i, I don't think i remember a lot of fanfare or even like um a big commercial push for batman begins and if there was like it just like completely went over my head but do you guys remember if they did a lot of advertising for it because I, I i like i could swear that it I was shocked to go back and check that I missed the Batman movie when I when Dark Knight was coming out. I don't remember a push for it either. I remember like I remember seeing it and being like, why didn't I go watch this? Like I loved it, but I would be surprised if it raked in at the box office. And I looked at like other O five movies and I'm like, what what buried this? Like why was it not talked about? But O five was kind of a quiet one, I think. Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. Maybe that was it, because yeah. I do remember going to that in theaters. Like, yeah, and that was, you know. The best I, movie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finishing Benji Simpson's there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Of course, naturally. But I think, like, the big thing with it, too, is, like, the most recent, like, big-budget Batman movie before that was uh, the Clooney, Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy uh, experience, <laughs> you could call yeah. it. I think, like... Even if there was like, even if it was Batman, I think people were probably 
similar to what we were talking about with Marvel, there's probably fatigue with Batman at the time. Because I think, what was that, 2000, 2001 when that one came out? Between? No, that was 1995, I think, or 96. 95? Really? Just a little I, off. I think <laughs> it was it was right before I took my giant years-long trip to Mexico. So I, th- that was definitely the 90s. I just don't recall exactly what year it was. Oh, you're right, 97. Wow. But even so, I feel like even at that time, which I'm still experiencing right now, I feel like we just stack these batman recasts up back to back and it's like not enough time has gone by but i guess spider-man was the same so maybe it's not i think the circumstances are a little different though because batman i think uh we, we had michael keaton for two movies right we had batman and then batman returns or was it re- yeah, what, no, was you're, it returns? returns probably comes second. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Batman returns, and then, and, then, and then he comes back again. <laughs> and then he's there, so he doesn't have to return. Well, look, Batman has returned twice in the in his movie titles at this point. So, so it was like, wait, which one? And now we're just calling the Batman. Yeah, they're in back again at Batman. <laughs> but we had was it we we had um Batman Forever, which I think was ninety five, and that yeah. was Val Kilmer, right? And then they immediately recast it two years later, the <laughs> same continuity, because all all those four movies are supposed to be the same Batman. So that I think that was the like the worst case of recasting, because yeah, it, it it I don't know if you guys like had followed some of the because I always like to watch those behind the scenes stuff that that come out for these, but. Um, apparently, the reason why Mike, Michael Keaton jumped from from coming out in, a, or I guess playing the role again in Batman Forever, was because they specifically told him that they had let go of um, the original director. Why am I? I'm like forgetting his name. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, <laughs> and they basically explicitly told them that they were just going to pivot to advertise uh, for. <laughs> for Mattel's toy line. So he wanted no part of Batman Forever as a result. And so these yeah. they brought in Val Kilmer. Then he didn't like his experience, so they they brought in George Clooney. So I, I think in that sense, we've kind of that was before the superhero genre was really a genre to 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 begin with, right? Like it was still kind of viewed like a a giant toy commercial. Yeah. That that was really the only I mean, I guess you could say the like 80s Superman era, but I mean, outside of Superman, Batman and Spider-Man, I don't think there are like any of the other superheroes. Those are the only ones that people care enough about that would actually still go to a recasted movie a couple years later. I mean, because like it's crazy to think about like so Bale's Batman was what, 2012 ending? And, like, that seems like it wasn't that long ago, right? Right. But, like, there's a whole blip of Ben Affleck, which you could kind of, like, blink and you miss it. And now we got Pattinson, like, you know, less than a decade later. I guess a decade later, technically, than Bale. But, you know, we have... It's just, you know... It's the same. It's the 90s repeating. 90s into the aughts. It's just repeating itself. Batman makes money. Yeah, Spider-Man makes money. Superman makes money. And... It's crazy. It seems like Batman is the only one that makes money at DC <laughs> with the number of times that <laughs> they've tried it. Yeah. But this kind of leads us into that like next topic of like 
who is your favorite Batman? I mean, there's been so many options. Any of you guys have uh, strong opinions on this? The kid who played Batman, who played Bruce Wayne in The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they do that again in this movie, yeah, they cannot waste time. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll you get could, to that. you could make a whole movie about it. Never mind. Sorry. Off, I mean, topic. <laughs> I, I have such a small knowledge. Like I, once I saw Bale as Batman, I kind of just was like, "There's no point in going back." Like I saw the Keatons, and he was cool, for sure. But it's just, for me, it's just Bale. I mean, and it's. I wondered to myself, like, is it because Bale did such a good job or is it because, like, Christopher Nolan put him in such a good place to, like, be set up for success there that you could substitute in someone else there? Like, I don't want to take anything anything away from him, but those movies as a whole were just so good. That's true. I think I I agree with Ivan, so I'm going to have him... (laughs) Jump in here. <laughs> you already know. Preemptively. I, I think um, for me, it's the animated series Batman. I think that's the ultimate Batman for me, which is uh, Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy. So, Benji, you said you were into the Justice League cartoon, right? I think he, he voiced him through that and yeah, the original Batman show all the way through Batman Beyond also, which I don't know if you have any familiarity with that one, but I thought that was a pretty good show as well. Wait, who? When was this? Because isn't Adam West the voice of Batman? No, <laughs> on the cartoons. In the Adam West is like the '60s. I'm asking for the fans who don't know. Oh. I know, but uh, but if yeah, you guys this... want to describe when Adam West was '60s, we're saying <laughs> Adam West was the '60s. I'm talking about um, Batman the animated series from I think 1992. Technically, all the way through the early 2000s for that Justice oh, I'm League. Sorry, I didn't watch it when I was zero years old. Okay, guys? <laughs> it was on reruns on Fox Kids, okay? I'm, like, you okay, had I'm an original. I don't watch reruns. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I don't know. My answer is going to be quick, I promise, but multifaceted. So I think, like, <laughs> if we're talking live action, like, yeah, it's probably Bale by default, but to expand on like Emmett's point, I'll say it's probably not not necessarily that anything Bale did. I think the movies themselves are so good and the villains are so compelling that like just having like a like a he's almost kind of like a a very steady predictable force in those movies that like he doesn't I, ruin them. Yeah, yeah, like he's not like an eccentric Bruce Wayne necessarily, but he is he's not like he's not super debonair in my opinion in that way but i guess he's he's just very like he's very steady and he allows the villains to just like dance around him and look so impressive so i think by that reason obviously that he's my favorite but my favorite version of it is probably if you guys have seen the dark knight returns like animated movie from like i think it's like based on the frank miller comic comic which is like what i think ben affleck was supposed to be like the the voice representation of him in that movie, I think is Peter Weller. I just had to double check because I couldn't remember. But uh, his voice in the old grizzled Batman in that movie, the part one and two, is just like my favorite Batman. Where he's like he's seen he's seen it all. He's a total like you know veteran at that point where he's just kind of getting through but he's got this command and that's always how i view batman going into these movies 
there's there's like the the best version or the peak Batman, if you want to say. I don't know if either of you have seen the those two movies or the comic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, he he does have like um like he's it looks like the old man voice, but like kind of like the tactician kind of almost frightening shadowy figureish voice. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a an old bare knuckle brawler who <laughs> just like just has like the mind for it now and he just got he's got to like power his way through and I feel like like when you listen to like Ben Affleck interviews it's kind of like what he talks about trying to I think exemplify in that role and it's I don't think it quite landed for me there but there's just like something about his voice in that movie that I just love as like at least an older Batman they tried it in Batman versus Superman, right? I feel like the modulated voices, that's kind of the, what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, that's right. That. That's right. So and did it, you guys like that when Affleck had like the robotic voice? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it made sense. I'm not sure if I liked it, per se. Uh, I thought it was better than Bale's, to be honest with you, but I feel like... Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, it it, it it makes sense. It just I feel like they probably could have done a little bit better with it. Yeah, I think the rest of the picture with it, it was was like at times super muddy. So it made like. I don't know, I, like I, I'll say, like my only real contenders for like live action Batmans that I liked were Keaton and Bale. Yeah. I mean, Ben Affleck is I think he had like potential to be a great Batman, but that there's just so much misdirection with the plot and the story and what he was supposed to be. And then obviously the two justice league movies, <laughs> like, like, yeah. by two, I mean, two different versions of the same justice league movie. It just spun out of control. Yeah, he had a great opportunity. Like none of the other Batman got to play with like a wonder woman, a Aquaman, a, yeah. the whole, the whole crew that could have been something amazing. And I think he could have been this like, you know, brute fighter of a Batman, which would have been a cool rendition of it. But to me also like the thing that makes a good Batman kind of like what you were actually talking about before Benji is like the cast around him. Like if you are surrounded by people that are trying really weird things that don't work, like it's going to ruin the whole thing. And you'll just say that Batman didn't work. But like, for me, it's like, it's the Alfred that makes it. Cause like, that's one of the reasons I didn't like Affleck, because I know you. I know you sort of like the uh, the drunk Alfred or like the, the like sarcastic Alfred. Oh, but Jeremy to, Irons, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like Kane was the best. Like he just elevated that movie and made it so much more like. I love like Batman learning through this guy. Like, Ivan, I'm curious where, like, in your echelon of movies, how 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 high are you on the nolan trilogy of of bat tr- trilogy of batman movies because i kind of know that you know emma and i are probably pretty high on them so i was just curious like where you landed like compared to like some of the you know bigger superhero movies that you're high on i think there's some of the best comic book movies we've seen uh but i think a lot of it works because christopher nolan takes such a like grounded take on the character and but he nails the the characters themselves because I feel like to Emmett's point just now on 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 Alfred, 
Michael Caine's Batman, oh, sorry, Alfred, <laughs> seems like a father figure to Bruce. And I feel like the Alfred in Zack Snyder's movies is almost like the cool drunk uncle <laughs> yeah. to, to Batman. And I feel like that dynamic, you, you always need some sort of like supporting cast that grounds Batman in some sort of human emotion because he's supposed to be this guy that's like constantly trying to get away from his... I guess more outwardly human side like he is very human internally but like externally he's always just like he's got this like gruff exterior and I think that the Christopher Nolan films did a really good job of bringing that to life which is it's this guy that's very tortured by his past uh trying to do good but then also like he kind of needs somebody to reel him back in and whether that's a Robin or an Alfred or whatever like whoever is playing that part needs to be like the almost like the calming voice there and i think that um the nolan films did that so beautifully all right so ivan segueing into the last bit do you think as like part of your predictions do you think your favorite batman will change after this movie um i i'm not gonna say no because like i'm i'm open to to it i i think it's it's hard because I can't really pinpoint one Batman that I'm like is 100% the incarnation. I don't think we've gotten like a a 100% true to form uh, adaptation of Batman as he is in the comics. Because um, I feel like <laughs> Will Arnett. Mine is Will Arnett, of course. <laughs> no, because like Ben Affleck looked the part the most out of all out of everybody right christian bale i thought nailed bruce wayne michael keaton's batman persona i thought was really good um so all of them kind of bring all these elements with robert pattinson at least from what we've seen i feel like he nails the young batman look and feel uh i don't know i mean i i'm there's a part of me that hopes that this is like the ultimate batman movie but i feel like that's kind of the expectation that you want to have if something looks as good as this seemingly does, right? But I'm trying to temper my expectations. I hope that I can come back and say Robert Pattinson's Batman is probably my favorite. I think there's too many Batman at the moment for me to be like, yeah, definitely his <laughs> performance is going to sell me 100%. I need to yeah. see a little bit more, you know? But it looks good. I, I think Andy Serkis as Alfred is an interesting choice. I yeah, I hope it kind of pays off well. I, I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, I like the previews and the trailers and all that. I feel like it, it, it does a really good, um, it gives you a good sense of what you're in for. But also, I think the thing that excites me the most about this upcoming movie is they're taking cues from some some of the more iconic Batman storylines, something that other Batman movies have kind of negated. Like, we haven't really gotten a Batman movie that focused on him being a you know, top-of-the-line detective. Um and we haven't gotten anybody trying to tackle actual storylines from the comics to bring them into uh, into his movies. And this is the first time that we're kind of seeing elements of that. Yeah, I think that's... I agree with most of what you said, Ivan, I think. Um, I, I guess you'd say I, I don't fall into the camp of tempering my expectations. They're extremely high <laughs> for, for this movie. <laughs> fair and and to be like completely like like full disclosure like the dark knight with heath ledger of course which you know i feel like you gotta mention right number one um is 
my for sure my all-time favorite movie so obviously that biases me against any future versions of the character but i think that's why i'm excited about this one is you mentioned it at the end there uh ivan about like the detective aspect of this movie and i feel like maybe i'm incorrect but the combo like they have a good director and matt reeves they got a cast that looks awesome the villain looks villains look really compelling i mean the riddler looks you know like they took whatever play playlist they had from jim carrey and threw it out and and, and, and went with like a serious villain uh character instead and I mean, it, it looks kind of like dark and brooding, but not necessarily like a typical superhero movie. It kind of looks more like a like a noir, like thriller, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's it has the potential to be really interesting and kind of zag away from the rest of the superhero genre, which I understand is like completely hypocritical with what I was just saying about being burned out of. New characters of the superhero genre before. Welcome to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I think all the elements are there for, like, what looks like an awesome, like, new take on the character that gets a little distance from some of the tropes of superhero movies that are at least pretty prevalent right now now that being said it's going to be a total bust and because i'm hyping it up it's going to be terrible this guy's all over the place <laughs> get a read on him i i'm I, my expectations are so high i'm trying to put him down but you just can't talking, put him down he's talking himself I'm out fighting of myself. And I'm it. fighting myself folks i don't know where you started but you got back to there at the ending <laughs> <laughs> i i got distracted because i was thinking about that ben affleck workout scene and oh. uh, that so that might be the best representation of That's... batman right now. <laughs> throwing around those rusty weights <laughs> yeah but ben, ben affleck never got a bad calzone to promote his, his iteration <laughs> of the character if that's any indication of a quality actor that would have been a bat do you think this could be your new favorite like do you think this movie has the like maybe put everyone's supporting cast aside because like we, we did talk about like how that does make a good movie or bad movie for batman mm-hmm. but do you think robert pattinson has what it takes to be like perfect bruce wayne meets the batman because that's like what ivan was talking about how like yeah. each one kind of like what we were talking about with the spider-man stuff where it's like each one nailed an aspect of it but like somebody has to come in and bring it all together yeah i think from my perspective i think he's probably the most equipped in a in a while i think to do so because if you you think about his recent career post twilight he's done a lot of like pretty serious acting films that like like almost like indie films i think I watched a couple of them with uh, a friend of mine who was just like begging me to get back in on robert pattinson after the twilight excursion um and he's i mean he's just a really good actor now he's kind of compelling he looks the part i think in the trailers it looks like he's he's got a good bruce wayne he's got the bat the bat costume looks good on him i don't know like i think i'm just getting my hopes up that he could be like the batman but again like we were saying earlier the villains usually make the batman because he's he's this incorruptible force right and you kind of need the corruption is compelling so, you know, I don't know how compelling, 
you know, I don't know if there's ever going to be the most compelling Batman because he's supposed to be stoic, but I think he's got a chance. Yeah, to me, I just feel like I I think, you know, watching like Tenet, like that to me is like he could be Bruce Wayne in that. <laughs> like, he's so <laughs> mysterious. Like, I think he's going to 100 percent nail that part of it and be the best Bruce Wayne. I just like from the trailer, I don't see him as the best Batman. I just feel like I don't buy it when he puts on the cowl and he's like throwing these punches like they don't have the same weight as like when Bale threw it or like when Affleck threw it. Um, like I, I just feel like he's going to miss there. But to me, I feel like this movie, because of the cast around him, it's going to be like um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like everyone's going to talk about it. But then I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Like I don't really have interest in like rewatching that. Like I kind of feel like that's what this movie's going to be. But with that, I do got to add in something because I feel like I, I, I agree with the he, he doesn't quite look the Batman part just yet. But I also think it kind of goes in hand with the story that they're covering here because this is supposed to be adapting a storyline called The Long Halloween from the comics, which is year two of Batman being Batman. So throughout the story, he's also making some mistakes. Like he's not green per se, right? But he's still in his early phases, like trying to figure out how he wants to do this. Um, so I feel like that appearance kind of goes hand in hand with the type of story that they want to tell here, because this is not zero experience Batman, but it's also not like the most veteran Batman. Whereas with um, not with Bale so much, but with like Ben Affleck, we were supposed to get like a really, you know, tried and true Batman, somebody who's been at this for what did he say, 20 years or something like that? Who, Bale? Uh, no, Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Because Bale was also like a becoming it, but he was 29 when he was in the movie. So like, I think this he was is the less shredded Batman we've seen. Yeah, I I don't think it could be like I'm I'm expecting it to not be that like number one, but I would be really happy if I'm wrong on that and like this coming of age and like learning how to be it. The only thing I think what we were talking about in the last section was. I like the only stipulation I have is it cannot have another like watching your parents die. Like <laughs> we've seen that ten times. It's the same thing like watching Uncle Ben die. One it's like, more time. We got it. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> they get gunned down in the alley. <laughs> like I don't need to see that. But do you guys feel the same or no? I'm down for seeing Mar- Thomas and Martha get shot again. <laughs> it's got to have the pearls. The pearls have to yes. be slowly tossed or slowly dropped as in Zack Snyder's version (laughs) for 20 minutes to start the movie. I Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they've they've been releasing like 30 second, two minute clips every now and again for this movie lately. And I I stumbled onto one that was, um, I think something's going on in the church and there's a there's a boys choir singing in in the background right and the people in the comment section were like as soon as bruce looks at the choir he's going to flash back to crime alley (laughs) (laughs) and throughout watching it i'm like this clip looks good but yeah i can't keep every time i see like a funeral something in the batman movie i'm like yeah we're gonna flash back to thomas and martha getting shot yeah (laughs) yeah i think i don't know i mean my expectations are probably too high. It's probably not going to be my favorite movie ever, but I think it's just got, I'm, I think the, the storyline looks compelling and I think, you know, it, it doesn't need to play by the same old beats, but I feel like it probably will be 
I don't, I don't know if you want to say like a rote, you know, addition to an origin story, but, you know, I don't know. I almost feel like they feel like they have to establish their place in the world. And maybe that's a DC problem. Like, but I think a lot of times they do that to like make it clear to everybody that this is what's happening. Kind of like with Spider-Man, they do it over and over again, almost, I think to like, to make you aware that like, you know, this is why this Spider-Man cares. Well, you can do something similar, right? Where you don't have to redo it though. Like in No Way Home, they didn't have to show us Uncle Ben dying. I mean, they did Aunt May, which was kind of like the same thing and also took a while to do, but uh, (laughs) maybe like adapting it in a different way where like somebody close to him dies or something like that. Like, and gives him that same launch into the path that the parent would. I don't know. Yeah. Because you can't tell Batman without saying, like, orphans, right? Like, you have to go that route. But I just can't do, like, another, like, and flashback to the parent scene. Like, <laughs> it's a waste of time to me. You you only have so long, and that's already been established. Yeah, they, like a- they, they would only need to comment to the, about it in passing or something, I think, to to kind of get to that point. Like, I don't, like, we, you're right. We've seen it so many times, just like Uncle Ben, that, like, we don't need to see the whole thing. They can just kind of reference it here and there. Yeah. Last thoughts, last predictions before we wrap it up? I hope this movie is as good as the Bad Calzone tastes. <laughs> I think it's going to be as good as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'll say I'm more pumped about it than I thought I was gonna be. Like when I first saw the trailer, like or first heard that it was coming out, I was like, oh, can't do it. Yeah. And then now that it's here, I am like, can't wait. I mean, see this? Yeah, you have me hook, line, and sinker. I'm gonna walk out of the movie and be like, DC sucks, but who cares? Let's. They got me back. Yeah. <laughs> they got me back again. One thing well, I wanted uh, to ask you guys before we. Before we wrap it up, <laughs> um, we've seen like the really cool makeup on on the penguin in this, right? And we have a lot of villains at play in this movie, but what's like one Batman villain that either has been done before but hasn't been done really well, or hasn't been done at all, and you guys want to see in in the in the I guess the sequel to to this movie, if assuming it does well enough, the Joker. I don't think anyone's done it well yet. I think we're still trying to crack into that. Uh, that's a good question. I feel like... I mean, are we talking about the ones that are going to be in this movie that we hope there's a good representation of? Or like just ones we want to see in general? Just ones we want to see in general. Either something that's already happened in another movie or... or a villain that you recall from the cartoons or the comics that hasn't shown up yet. I think like, I mean, the, to do the doing it right perspective, I think I would like to see uh, a good dark side in one of these DC movies. Now, obviously it's got to probably include all of them and that's not going to happen for a while after the Zack Snyder one, but I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with Catwoman in this one, because, like, while I think Anne Hathaway was a good Catwoman, she was mostly, like, I don't think there was ever a question watching The Dark Knight Rises that she was a positive 
force in the movie. Like you kind of always had a suspicion that she was on his side in the end. And I think like the, there's almost more of like a, I don't know, anti-hero element of her that, or like a fleshing out of her own character that I feel like there's an opportunity for, at least in this movie. And I mean, the, the Penguin version of Colin Farrell just looks insane. So I'm excited to see that in general. But I, I'm, I basically was just going to say all three of these villains because I almost started talking about the Riddler. Just list them so, all, man. <laughs> just take, leave some for the rest of so us. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I think the Penguin <laughs> the answer to that question, though. I think it wasn't done right before. I think this is the opportunity for like the redemption of it. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with him. You're a big Mr. Freeze guy, right? Honestly, yes, I was about to say. <laughs> no, honestly, look, if if you um if you guys go back and actually watch the animated series episodes of the Mr. Freeze uh story, I think and and even in the comics, like Mr. Freeze is such a tragic character that I feel like if done seriously enough, the, it it could be a good live action um villain. Uh so I I I would like to see them tackle Mr. Freeze in a in a more respectable way, I guess, than, than was done previously. Uh, I feel like he's definitely up there on like, like characters that I want to see them do good by. Um, other characters, I'm not sure. I mean, like, there's a part of me that honestly wants to see a good live action version of Robin, but at the same time, I'm also like, I don't know if I want to go that route yet because there's so <laughs> many ways that that could go wrong. <laughs> what about what about Deadshot? Like, Will Smith did okay with that. Suicide Squad was just so bad that, like, I would want to see that in a good cast of a movie and a good plot. That would be interesting. Yeah. Or Deathstroke. We were supposed to get uh, Batman versus <laughs> oh, yeah. Deathstroke. Yeah. I, I was, that's the one I was thinking. Deathstroke might be kind of entertaining. There's also, um, oh, I, I almost had it. I can't remember who it is. Never mind. Uh, but I, yeah, I think, like, a Deathstroke fleshing out would be interesting the problem is they've they've kind of exhausted like the library of great villains yeah for batman because obviously there's been so many iterations and i think like i think from what we see the riddler looks way more compelling than i think at least personally i ever would have thought he could be because it's kind of like oh to me i he was always like a knockoff joker with like more of a shtick than an actual like chaos plan and in this case he looks you know way more daunting and compelling and you know that maybe not physically imposing but like strategic and mind gamey which i think can be kind of fun which i don't know we'll see but i, I guess i'm not super excited about any villain for batman that much because we've seen so many i think there's a number that still haven't been done though like I do kind of hope, like, I, I think this Matt Reeves iteration of Batman seems like a good, a good, like, fertile ground for them to introduce villains like, like the Court of Owls or something like that. That's kind of like a little bit more, yeah, up that kind of alley. Yeah, that could be interesting. Cause that would be cool. Like, uh, you know, basically the Court of Owls is like the Illuminati ruling over Gotham, like the rich elite versus Batman. Um, it's an interesting story to kind of segue into. And I'm trying to think of like, I'm pretty sure there's other villains. Like, what haven't we seen yet? Because we we have, you're right, we have gotten a lot. 
over the last 20, 30 years, right? But um, yeah, Clayface. We haven't gotten Clayface yet, that, or Killer that, Croc. Yeah, Killer Killer Croc. Honestly, I could do without. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, the one I was gonna mention that I don't know if you can do that well, even though it is Clayface. I mean, I feel like he's he's one of the ones I remember from, you know, the Justice League show a little more so and like Unlimited. But I don't know. I think it's almost like it's like the whole like taking risks with like different type of villains, kind of like the same conversation as Moon Knight. Like if you're like, are you gonna, really going to take a risk with a villain that you don't know that people are going to be, like, signing up to see? Um, and not that they're, they're not well-known. It's just, like, everybody always goes, like, Batman, Joker, you know, Catwoman. Well, you only get to take so many risks, right? Like, Robert Pattinson is the risk. You don't know if he's going to be good enough in the movie, so you can't be like, and we'll do three villains you've never heard of. Like, you have to do a bit of, a, like, a... You're going to get the Riddler, you're going to get Penguin, you're going to get Catwoman. Like, you got to do a little bit of balancing of like, okay, those are familiar names. And then also it's like, I don't know any of these guys who just listen. Okay, <laughs> so like, I'm not going to go see Killer Croc versus Robert Pattinson. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I would love to see Killer Croc versus Robert Pattinson. Not Robert Pattinson as Batman, just Robert Pattinson. No way home again. There's a Croc in there, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You, you successfully tangentized the last 10 minutes, Ivan. Good. Good. It, w- it wouldn't be behind the fourth wall without the last five or six minutes be- going off on a tangent. So. One more villain. Oh, he's got One more, more in there. Can I, can I do it? Poison Ivy? Yes. Mephisto? Right? <laughs> no? Yes. All right. With, no? with that, we're getting that. We're I calling just, it I there. just wanted to get one in. <laughs> That's a true fan, though. That guy knows. <laughs> All right, but on that, I, uh, I think we'll, we'll cut it there. We'll get out of the booth. Uh, and, and with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.